San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. Another day, another quarterback trade. This one, though, it's a lot differently. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, he is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnix. Good afternoon. And this one was kind of a surprise, Jason. And comical. See, comical. Oh, it's hilarious. This is funny as hell. You think right? it's funny because it happened to the Washington Commanders. It, well, and it's a total Washington thing to do. Commander Carson. <laughs> I can see the t-shirts already. It's got to be a stick figure, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, one of those cartoon artists that, you know, you see down on the Riverwalk or Market Square just drawing something ridiculous. You know, you think about yesterday, Russell Wilson to Denver. Oh, my. Right. Today, it's how desperate, how desperate do the Redskins look with this kind of move? They have shopped for every quarterback under the sun. They even called Kansas City to ask about Pat Mahomes. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they. Reports are that Russell Wilson would only waive his no trade clause apparently to Denver. He turned down Philly. He turned down Washington. So they go Carson Wentz. Desperate. It De- smells of desperation. Well, they must not think they can get anybody else. Um, so they go with Carson Wentz. It's going to cost them an arm and a leg, $28 million this year. The good news, though, for Washington is why well, I'm not as sour on this deal as you are because if he's no good, cost him a lot this year, they can get rid of him next year. Sure. not going to cost him anything. So I'm not sure it's all that bad of a deal for Washington. Again, it just depends on Carson Wentz, who has not been very good, although has to be a talented guy. I mean, the guy was drafted, and... As my good friend Pledge pointed out to me down the hall earlier, he said, you know, he was an MVP candidate his first year in Philadelphia. He was. so, And that was his best year, and it's been downhill ever since. Well, because of injuries. Uh, again, last year, you know, relatively healthy. The turnovers were there. The one guy on this planet that believed in him was Frank Reich, who said at the Combine, I stuck my neck out for this guy. Yeah. And today he got traded. The the it, clearly the Colts have a plan. So I'm I'm looking at this, and I and I've said many many times. I, I think Chris Ballard is one of the better GMs in football. So the Colts, whatever their plan is, whatever quarterback they have targeted or might already have a deal with that we don't know about yet, is a better option than what Carson Wentz was. Which also tells me that same quarterback was in play for Washington. Perhaps. I mean, the rumor has it that they're going after Garoppolo. That's the guy they want. So is Garoppolo better than Carson Wentz? Well, uh, I mean, seriously, I, when you look at it from head to I, and, and I'm not knocking Jimmy Garoppolo, but I mean, I'm not sure. So, so you're going to get rid of Wentz and put in Garoppolo, or even if you go after a Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, isn't that all the kind of the same guy? It's who do you feel like you could win with at $28 million? I guess. And, and, and I think with Garoppolo, who's been to a Super Bowl, led his team to a Super Bowl, has led his team to an NFC championship game, as much as we knock this guy, 
I look at he that, beat the Cowboys, didn't he? I look at uh, I, I, I I look at this I look at this um Colts offense. It's run driven. You just have to have a quarterback that won't screw it up. It's a and that quarterback and that was screwing it up, his name was Carson Wentz. Little uh, look again, yeah, Wentz made a lot of mistakes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Beat Jacksonville <clears throat> getting the playoffs. Yeah, you, but didn't. It, it, you didn't, and you got fired. Can a can a quarterback <laughs> do that all by himself? So so that wasn't all him. That, you know, if I recall, uh, the defense played very poorly that day. They did. Extremely. They did, and they didn't run the ball for crap, and they didn't right. try, which is on so the OC. I'm, I, not, I, I'm not sure You know, all the blame falls on Carson Wentz, although in the NFL, that's where you put the blame. It always goes to the quarterback, and too much credit goes to the quarterback. I mean, let's face it. That's just sure. the, the world yeah. of the NFL. Yep. So I'm just not sure. I mean, if that's your plan to bring in Garoppolo or Mitchell Trubisky, um, okay. So the fans were were bitching. Apparently, they wanted Wentz out of there. Mm-hmm. I know a guy that's a he's a photographer at Ken's Five, a huge Indianapolis Colts guy. He hated Carson Wentz. So the fans wanted him out of there. So it just seems to me like to appease the fan base. Oh, stop! They got rid stop. of Wentz to bring in the same guy. Uh, there's not a GM or a coach that is doing things to appease the fan base. Why else would you do it? You go with if the your guy. options are Trubisky or Garoppolo. Who gives you the best chance to win? Now, you know we saw yeah, exactly Le- who we, does. Clearly not Carson. <laughs> uh, we we we've seen. I've seen at least one uh, Colts defender, Leonard. Uh, social media. Appreciate everything you did, Carson. So it doesn't sound like he was bad for the locker room because that would be the other thing you would look at. Did he fit in in that locker room? If you were watching the Indianapolis Colts in-season hard knocks and looking at the numbers, I think me and three others might have watched that. And I don't know anybody that watched it all the way through. Because of his lack of vaccination, he didn't do stuff with the team which was weird. All the team gatherings, he was never a part of them, at least on Hard Knocks. So when they first started talking about getting rid of them and all this stuff, aside from play, because you don't get rid of them if you don't have, in your mind, a better option, unless he's just not a good fit in your locker room. Well, you go back and you look at the Hard Knocks series, and again, he wasn't allowed to because the protocol is in place but it didn't seem like he had a lot of interactions with his teammates. But social media says otherwise. You know, there's some that aren't happy with what the Colts have done today. Well, and I, and I don't blame them. And here's the reason why. You've got to have some kind of continuity at some point in time. And apparently, and I didn't realize this until I read the tweet, and I'm, I'm going to take it for his word, five quarterbacks in five years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at some point in time, you got to give somebody a chance, don't you? Yeah, the, I mean, you can't change quarterbacks every year. The Andrew Luck succession plan. Right. Is his, now, granted, they weren't planning on moving from Andrew Luck, but, you know, the Joe Kobe Brissettes of the world, um, you know, they and they've got a good football team. And I think that's what the Indianapolis Colts are looking at, is we've got an offensive line. We have a running back. We've got a good defense. We've got good special teams. I look at the AFC landscape, and you know, Ursay and the Colts Brain Trust is doing the same. Do we have a quarterback that can win? When you look at Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, now you're dealing with Russell Wilson. You look at all the top quarterbacks, not named Aaron Rodgers, they're all in the AFC. And who knows where Deshaun Watson ends up. And if he yeah. ends up in the AFC, just another reason why 
the Colts felt like they had to upgrade that position. And and it's interesting because I look at the two sides of this. The Colts was pretty clear that they weren't happy with Carson Wentz. And there were comments made by Frank Reich throughout the season that made you wonder mm-hmm. about his future. So it's not like it's new, but that was the one guy that believed in him. Then what was said at the combine. So you knew you anticipated a move coming with Carson Wentz. For the life of me, I don't understand Ron Rivera on the ninth day of March pulling the trigger on this trade today for Washington, knowing that there are other quarterbacks out there, some that are going to be free agents, some that you might be able to sign without having to give up draft picks that you could just go get. You know, are, are they not in on the Jimmy G, or is he said no? You know, Deshaun Watson, is he not available, or has he already told him no because he's got a no-trade clause? It just seems like you were swinging for the fences, and you hit a slow dribble at a first, and you settled, you know, for this bunt single named Carson Wentz. Could they have waited? Perhaps they could have waited to see what how this whole thing shakes out. But apparently, if you read the reports, if you believe them, Russell Wilson said no. Yep. He, he didn't want to go to Washington. Uh, he didn't want to go to Philadelphia. Uh, Denver was the place he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much made up his mind that that's where he wanted to be. So, I, um, you know, if if who knows, Garoppolo, maybe he said no to Washington. Maybe a lot of guys did. There was one theory, and I'm going to shoot it out there, and I have no, this is not fact or anything else, but the two quarterbacks – Russell Wilson goes to an offensive-minded coach. Yes. Ron Rivera is a defensive guy. Is that a problem when it comes to Washington? It's possible. For quarterbacks. It's possible because some of the reporting that you heard yesterday out of Seattle, and it's going to be very interesting to see what we actually learn from Russell Wilson to Denver. If you're the Seahawks, and I take Pete Carroll at his word, that they did not want to move on from Russ. But, as he said during the Combine, you have conversations about your marquee players all the time. And we all called BS when we heard that from Pete Carroll. Were the Seahawks done with Russ, or was Russ done with the Seahawks? And Because you don't, you don't trade your starting quarterback, a superstar quarterback, as an organization Unless you're done with them. Unless Uh-oh. you already have a deal with Deshaun Watson. Which is possible because is now possible. they have the draft capital. Now, we're going to talk with Marcus Trufant coming up at 5 o'clock. He's a Seahawk legend in, in, in Seattle and very much in the know and very good friends with Bobby Wagner, who was yeah. also released yesterday, <laughs> which certainly makes it sound like Seattle is hitting total rebuild mode. And obviously, anytime you hear Bobby Wagner and you think Dan Quinn, you go Cowboys. Yeah, and Dan Quinn thinks a lot of Bobby Wagner. But what Bobby Wagner would the Cowboys be getting? Jordan Hicks got released today. Yeah, by Arizona Cowboys, right? Wow. But they don't have any any money to spend. Those guys right. play offensive line by any chance? No. Oh, well, no. that's too bad. But Cowboys, right? <laughs> so, but 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 you kind of go back and go, okay, who wanted out? Who's blowing it up? You know, my wife is from Seattle. Yeah. Brother-in-law calls me last night more distraught about the loss of Bobby Wagner, honestly, than Russell Wilson. And, you know, and now they're talking about 
is Pete Carroll even going to stick around, or does he announce his retirement? He could. What is Pete Carroll, about 72, 73? Something like that. Maybe yeah. more than that, right? Yeah. No, I, I think he's, he's early 70s is what I want to say. Well, and then my brother-in-law, and again, this is from my brother-in-law, sure, right? Sure, of course. You know, of my course. brother-in-law talking at a bar, you know, but, right. but if Pete retires, could Lincoln Riley be their head coach? Oh, and my like, gosh. What are you, the Cowboys? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what is up, right? But I mean, but that's the domino effects of what you're going to see. The Deshaun Watson talk, from what I understand in Seattle, is pretty strong. It is. And if you're going to get rid of Russ, get draft capital, do you make a move and go get a Deshaun Watson? When you look at the receivers that they have, you look at the offense that they have, is Deshaun Watson a similar or, dare I say, better version of what Russ was when he first came in, was doing a lot more running and led that team to a couple of Super Bowls. Because we haven't seen that, Russ, for a couple of years. There is no doubt in my mind Deshaun Watson is an upgrade over Russell Wilson. When you're talking now, the five-year differences in between the two quarterbacks, Russ is probably going to do great. And I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson. However, Deshaun Watson is a special talent. He's a special because he's... You know, you look at him, he can run, yes, mm-hmm. but he is a pass-first guy. Yep. And he is a leader when it comes to that on-the-field stuff. I, I would, if you have a chance at Deshaun Watson, I mean, it's a no-brainer. You give up whatever you have to give up if you need a quarterback. And if Seattle has an opportunity to get that guy, I mean, I just think that he is a game-changer for anybody, any team in the NFL. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now rumored to to be very interested in going after uh, Deshaun Watson. And you look at that team, Jason, they are still basically the same team just without Tom Brady. You plug in a Deshaun Watson, you're talking Super Bowl contender all over again. And you look at Deshaun Watson, and by the end of this week, early next week, right? we should, and I say should, we hope to have some clarity on what his legal future is right because apparently the grand jury stuff is getting presented on friday yes same day he's supposed to have uh some deposition so he's going to plead the fifth and that's what his lawyer said which he should do which is why it's stupid they didn't move it i mean they knew what he was going to do however they want him to say i'm pleading the fifth because then public will think he's hiding something and, and that is why his attorney is out there saying right now you know, because as these things unfold, you know, Deshaun Watson is slated for his first deposition, which is crazy. This has been going on for a year. I, it's unbelievable. And it's his first deposition, right? That um, the DA is also uh, going with the grand jury. So he's not going to say something in the in, in one that could affect the other. So he's just going to go no contest. Once the grand jury decides whether they're going to move forward with any kind of criminal indictments, if they don't, then it's all civil. It's a game changer. And Deshaun Watson is going to sign wherever. Yeah. If there are any kind of criminal indictments, then based on what those look like, whether they're looks like jail time type of things or misdemeanor type of things, like here's your 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 fine and right. this is going to be done. How are you going to plead? Which would be no contest. Blah blah blah. So Friday or early next week we might have a pretty good idea on what that grand jury is going to bring back against Deshaun Watson. And you got to look, too, and that plays into the Philadelphia Eagles. 
they have a quarterback who can sustain a six-game suspension. Yes. Seattle doesn't. Neither does Tampa Bay. So how does that figure into the mix? When you're looking at that, and we know that Philadelphia has interest because they're actually investigating Deshaun Watson as we speak, according to reports out of Philadelphia. So all of those things are going to play into this thing. Again, though, does Deshaun Watson waive his no-trade clause for Philadelphia? Deshaun Watson, what choice is this guy ultimately going to have? His? Okay, so uh, what, I mean, you, you I choose mean, to I, stay I, out again or what? I, 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 quite honestly, it's kind of like if, if you believe reports, it was Denver or nothing for Russ and they made it happen. Different if, story. If Deshaun says yes to Seattle, yes to Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, yes to Tampa Bay, and no to, because he's already said no to Carolina from what reports are, and where else? And I think Pittsburgh is, is, is probably going to be in the mix for Deshaun Watson. Um but if he says no, but I do think there's going to be enough teams there to where he will be able to pick and choose. Could be. And if you're the Houston Texans, it's you've got to get the best deal you can, which makes it interesting when you add in the Indianapolis Colts. On the surface, you go, there's no way in hell the Houston Texans trade him within the AFC South. But if they offer the best package... Guess Boy, what? Deshaun Watson's going to kick your ass twice a year. I think it would have just to be. Just like the Colts do anyway. They would have to give them the entire team for Houston to agree to that. I mean, I, I just can't imagine Houston does. But stranger things have happened. I just think eventually, as these dominoes are beginning to fall, maybe Deshaun has already made it very clear, Washington's not an option. Maybe that explains the Carson Wentz thing today. They decided we've got to go ahead and pull the trigger, get this done. Philadelphia? I don't know. But even then, they've already said they're going to go with Jalen Hurts. Obviously, they don't 100% believe in Hurts, or these rumors wouldn't be out there about Deshaun Watson. So that leaves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Seattle Seahawks. What does Deshaun have to say about both of those? I couldn't imagine him not wanting to go to one of those franchises. And if you look at it on the surface, if I'm Watson, I'd rather go to the Bucks. You Well, absolutely. And, and, and it's in Florida, no state tax, mm-hmm. a lot of things there. It's in Florida. and A lot of massage therapists. A, a team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Uh, you did. I, 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 I didn't mean well, to. And the first thing I was thinking, I think Seattle does too. But um, <laughs> It's cold uh, there, though. Yeah. They yeah, might that, wear more clothes in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> they got heaters. Um, you, you look at... at <clears throat> Tampa Bay and Seattle in the NFC. And if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm looking at NFC. Sure. Because of what we just talked about with the talent of the AFC quarterbacks. Because as it stands right now, your best quarterbacks in the NFC are Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Mm Mm-hmm. And, and where, where are you going to go? And everybody else. Ky- Kyler Murray, you're going to put him on that list? I mean, he did put all his Cardinals pictures back up on his Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, he's so, happy now. Yeah, you know, which makes me wonder if there's a contract coming because, <laughs> you know, he, he's... How do you do that, by the way? Uh, or take down all your pictures? Uh, but then put them all back up? I, 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 I Anyway. He probably uh, has somebody that does that for him, I would imagine. If I'm Kyler Murray, hey, would you please take care of that? Still. Yeah. I, I, it's just the most bizarre thing. And then you see the headline on Pro Football Talk that 
Tyler's returned his Cardinals. Pick. Yeah. All right. yeah. So, but so I mean, you look at the best quarterbacks and the path to getting to the Super Bowl at the very least is is going to be from an NFC team. So if I'm if I'm Deshaun Watson, is that what I'm what I'm looking for? You know. So when you talk about a Pittsburgh, who they need a quarterback, you you know Philadelphia, but if he doesn't want to go there, all the AFC teams that could be in the mix, including the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Nobody's got it worse than anybody in the AFC West. I mean, my God, if I'm if I'm Houston, I'm going. Hey, uh, Raiders, we'll give you Deshaun for Derek Carr. You know, yeah, let him right. get into that mix. I mean, that would be incredible. And and I'm sure there's a lot of things that Deshaun would enjoy about Vegas, right? So there <laughs> there there is there there's a lot of things that you look at and you go. The next couple of weeks, March Madness, we think is college basketball. This NFL offseason is going to be March Madness. It's incredible. And we haven't even talked about Kirk Cousins. Where does he end up? <laughs> I mean, that's another guy that could end up somewhere else. And, I mean, the quarterback shuffle right now is incredible. The two biggest dominoes have fallen other than Deshaun Watson. But there are a lot of other guys that are going to end up somewhere else. And uh, I tell you what, it's going to be a lot of fun over the next couple of weeks. You're exactly right. It's uh, March Madness, certainly at its finest, when you look at all the different options that are out there. And for the Houston Texans, and I know uh, Cleto Rodriguez, who, you know, he and Pledge are the biggest Texans fans I know because all the other Texans fans that I knew have divorced that team. (laughs) Um, Everybody's getting a quarterback from us. Davis Mills isn't a bad option. Not at all. I liked what I saw from Davis Mills. When you consider what that team is, and when you get the haul that you should get for Deshaun Watson, which is going to be more than what Seattle got for Russell Wilson, I think the Texans' turnaround is going to happen a little bit faster than what a lot of people think. It could. Quarterback is not a, a position that I would mark as a priority if I'm the Houston Texans. They've got a lot of other problems. Mm-hmm. To go after. So, yeah, you're right. I think Davis Mills, you got to give that kid a shot. Give him another year or two at least. See how he develops. Put some players around him and see what happens. So the Texans, if I'm quarterback, is not an issue for me. I look at I look at Davis Mills. You, you figure the price for Deshaun has always seemingly been it starts at three number ones and we go from there. Right. And so you've got somebody's first-round picks for three years, and you're mm-hmm. going to have a two in there, maybe a three, maybe kind of like what Seattle did. You get a tight end. You get some other position players. I'm not worried about who that quarterback is immediately because I've got to be able to build this franchise with what I've got right now, Davis Mills. Maybe he ends up being the guy, but he's a pretty good placeholder for now. Yeah, and then when you get bad. those other pieces and parts, because if you go try to get your quarterback now, he's going to get destroyed. <clears throat> And then his contract is probably going to be up, and he'll be trying to get the hell out of Houston faster than most. <laughs> That's exactly right. Ooh, Houston. Uh, it's it's just going to be interesting. And I tell you what, you're right about the, the basketball next week starts up. But this uh, this quarterback shuffle, I don't recall, at least it hasn't happened in a while, this many quarterbacks on the move or potentially on the move in the NFL. And I just think it's exciting as hell. I really do. It is, and I think part of that is seemingly a very thin quarterback draft class. It is. It is, because the guys that are there, the top prospects, are not come in and play right now, guys. They're, they've got to be developed 
and uh, have some guys in front of them before they're ready to go. It's going to be interesting for sure. We'll talk more about this coming up with Marcus Trufant, former Seahawks superstar. He will join us at 5 o'clock. The play is in. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's hard to see all of what goes on in the city. That's why we got Maddie's Skyline. It's time for Maddie's Skyline. It is time for Maddie's Skyline here on The Blitz on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Ryan I'm Jason Minnix, and that is Maddie Sky, the food and culture editor at the San Antonio Express News, who for some reason is zooming in from the corner. Yeah, you in trouble today, Maddie? No, I've always this is my usual spot. That, that doesn't that doesn't look like your usual spot. Really? No. This is where I always sit. This is where my desk is at. All right. Maybe it's because it's, it's maybe, like maybe. I don't know. That didn't help anything. I just thought, man, she's in the corner. Well, I know at the Express News, you are are opening up, or you're about to go back to work in in the in the mm-hmm. office. So I thought maybe this was the mm-hmm. uh, first time you were zooming in from the new mo- new office. No, I think we need another month or so still. So, not yet. My days of work from home life are not over just yet. Well, that's good. Kind of sad when they are. <laughs> I'll be kind of sad when they are. Uh, nobody could be sadder than than Jason was when he had to come back to the studio. He he kind of had his uh, his kitchen all decked out. Well, the routine was pretty good. Wearing pants sucks, and I think my dog misses me. I mean, quite honestly. <laughs> Your dog can't even hear when you left. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, see? There's some certain work-from-home things I'm going to miss. The pajamas thing, staying up a little bit later, waking up a little bit later because we don't have to get the mute, all of that stuff. All of that stuff. So what's going on in our great city? Um, and, and I want to start with, because I know you've got a very special relationship with the Spurs Coyote. Apparently, it's the Coyote's birthday. What do you get the Coyote for his birthday? A bat catcher. <laughs> Some dog food. The what is a special relationship? Because the, the Spurs Coyote is very. He loves all of the news personality. So I'm not. I'm not special. <laughs> I was trying to make you feel special because I'm not. So you don't really you, you don't have a special relationship with the coyote? No, the only thing that we have in common or the only thing that makes us special is that I dressed up as him in twenty twenty, my my first coyote costume. But no. He uh, he is everybody's friend. <laughs> he is everybody's friend. I like the coyote. And it's gonna be interesting to see what he does tonight. With his birthday party number one, and then with the chance of Pop doing something, I, it should be exciting at the uh, at the AT and T Center. Do you all, are you all going? I am. Yeah. Wow. I haven't nice. been to a Spurs game all season. Why? You are the host of the Blitz. Why have you not been? <laughs> well, that, that doesn't mean I haven't watched. The, I've watched every you game. Are sports. You are the sports. Star, sir. Yeah, well, I, fair, but generally we get off work at 7. By the time you get down there, it's, it's you know, 7.45, the game's going, blah, 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 right? Um, they do all the... a bunch of excuses. They do all the interviews on Zoom. It's not like you're going in the locker room and, and doing things, and 
The food at my house is better and certainly a lot cheaper. Uh, we get off at 5.30 today, and so it's there. And, you know, when I was working from home, I wasn't going to leave the house. I was already home, right? Right? So we came back to the studio, what, in January. Then they've been gone for a month. So I feel like you're trying to convince yourself more than us. I think he is, man. Dude, I just say, all right, man, cool. You're going to the game tonight. Move on. <laughs> You're right. But I have watched just about every game this year. Absolutely. I pay attention, watch all the interviews, all that kind of stuff. I can still do the job from home. That's what the last couple okay. of years have told us. You can do that. Okay. I want to go and see all those empty seats in person. I feel like it's not going to be empty tonight, considering all the different variables of how the night can go. But um, I'm definitely hoping that Pop secures his all-time record tonight. That'd be great. I wish I was. I wish I could see it in person. But I mean, Pop, I'm sure. Is well, wait, wait, you're not going. Uh, <laughs> about it all. Well, you're you're not going. No. I don't have um, season tickets. I don't have. I don't get the media thing. So. Miss, miss about town can't make going. a phone call and get in. No, I'm. Not, I don't use people there. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I'm not a chaser either. <laughs> thinking about the media people and get a credential oh we do so yeah, <laughs> yeah. we think everybody else does too maddie that's all right yeah. hey, i gotta ask you about we'll, we'll switch gears here because i i'm really curious about this and, and i see you you tweeted something out about uh dutch brothers coffee <laughs> what what is different about dutch brothers or starbucks or merit or, or whatever else is here what, what's the difference <laughs> I actually haven't tried Dutch Brothers. I hear it's really good. It's an Oregon-based company. They specialize in specialty coffees. Every time I see one of my friends posting about it, they're always ranting and raving about how good it is and how they are so surprised it took so long for San Antonio to get one. So now there's not just one. There's going to be eight total. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be another one soon. It's just like they're popping up everywhere. So now the latest one is by UTSA. And judging by the reactions I've gotten to that story, the UTSA area is very excited. I mean, who else needs coffee more than like med students and UTSA students <laughs> like that's like the perfect area for it so as it should a, be opening early 2023 as, in 2023 so mm -hmm. it's, it's so you got a while yeah you got a while I don't I'm not a coffee drinker so I'm, I'm really unqualified at this but you you go to Seattle and the original Starbucks and all the stuff that's up there and then there's a variety like Seattle's Best and Dutch Brothers is based out of Oregon. They're all over Portland, right? But is Dutch Brothers cheaper than Starbucks? Um, I'm not sure because Starbucks has a Starbucks has a bunch of different drinks that you can get. So, I mean, you can like add stuff, take away stuff. I'm not. I'm not sure. You're asking the wrong person. I'm just like a typical like latte drip coffee person. So right, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, sure, and I also haven't been to Dutch Brothers, and I don't go to Starbucks often. Well, I'm, I'm just curious if we're going to have coffee wars. Will the Starbucks people now go to Dutch Brothers, or is it going to be like Apple and Android type? So you're one of them. Yeah, you're one <laughs> of them. <laughs> if you're going over there versus over here. Well, I think what it is is that you know Starbucks came out and made all this money, and everybody saw how popular coffee is and how we all need our caffeine fix, mm -hmm. and then you see uh places popping up all over the place there's a merit coffee right on the corner right by where i live and so i'll go over there from time to time and the coffee's really good 
but I wouldn't know the difference between Starbucks and Merritt and Black Rifle and, and Dutch Brothers. I mean, coffee's coffee, is it, it not? It, local coffee is Merritt local. I, I know it, yeah, Black Rifle is local. Now. It was, yes. Okay, so it's the same thing. Same thing. I'd rather go support local, although we are at the point now where a gallon of gas costs more than a cup of coffee, and I never thought we'd be in this position. Yeah, well, if you go to Starbucks, it's not much difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, so that therefore I will not be driving far to get my coffee. I go to Gold, um, Halcyon, just for a quick pick me up. I'm not driving anywhere far. <laughs> I'm a Costco brand Keurig guy. That's that's about as uh, as, as yeah. expensive as I get. get the job done, and it does get yeah, the job get done. The job so, and I can yeah. tell you this. Joe needs his coffee in the morning. Yeah, I do. When we were in oh, Los, yes, you told me story. You know, in Los Angeles at the Super Bowl, morning one, it took him an hour to figure out the damn coffee pot. It was a drip. <laughs> it wasn't a Keurig, and I forgot how to operate those things. Man. Those can be very confusing. Yeah. I had to learn in the newsroom at like 22, 23 years old, so I don't, and it was a big old like deal that I didn't know how. Starbucks people are the Apple people of the iOS, Android. True? Yeah, there you go. Some of the... Let's see. Dutch Brothers is more I, sweetness. I didn't know we had so many coffee aficionados listening. <laughs> we should talk coffee a little more go. often, Jason. I'd rather yeah, talk beer and bourbon, that. but, you know, whatever. I mean, it, 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 I got to stay in the lanes I know. <laughs> beer and bourbon, let's but go. Wait. Can we talk about the cute little kid at the Spurs game? Absolutely. Brayson Starnes, he is adorable. And I'm so surprised how quickly I was able to get a hold of his family. I have seen the video when it first popped up by Angel Garcia. She is the uh, person who recorded it, the fan who was next to me recorded it. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this kid. And then the Spurs reposted, and I was like, no, I have to talk to his family. And within seconds, people were like, I know his barber. I know his mom. I know his dad. And connected with his family within maybe 15 minutes. And got the interview done. He is so cute. Like, he is so into the Spurs and basketball in general. Knows all these stats. Um, he watches, like, YouTube and keeps up with all the headlines. He is adorable. So, he got to meet Josh Primo, I think, recently. That is his hero. And, yeah. So, it's funny because some other people that I worked with on a story about two stories, two days before that, about um, – Sorry, Delilah's going to start barking just in case you hear a bark. <laughs> that's her. Um, but a guy who does custom sneakers now also wants to help get him into a pair of custom sneakers. Like, that's oh, nice. Antonio for you. But he, he is great. He's a great little kid. He was a great interview. He gave me, I was like, how long have you been a Spurs fan? And he said, since I was born. And I was like, yeah, same. <laughs> um, so he's just really cute kid. And, and how old is he? He's 10. He's, he's 10. fourth grade. So mm -hmm. he kind of remembers the glory years. Yeah, of course he does. Barely, at, at yeah. 10, the, he was like two. At 2014? Yeah, 2014. I guess yeah, so. Yeah, he kind of, yeah. you know, the, the newspaper hasn't faded completely yellow on what his dad has hanging in the house. So he kind of <laughs> remembers. Yeah. He says that he was a big, big fan of Tony Parker. But, you know, I think the cool thing of it all Wait, wait, wait. So kid. the kid went from Tony Parker to Josh Primo? Yeah. Okay. I don't blame him. <laughs> he, he, uh... It's just cool to see, you know, this younger, like, that was me in the 90s being excited about, or early 2000s being excited about the big three. And so now these kids are getting their own, like, favorites to grow up with. Well, I look at it. I mean, he and Josh Primo are about the same age, aren't they? I mean, yeah. so, so they got a lot in common. Like they went to the same daycare. <laughs> I mean, stop. Good Lord. That's a really good point. That's Maddie. 
Maddie Sky from the San Antonio Express News joining us here on the Blitz as she does every Wednesday. Anything happening this weekend that we need to know about? Um, well, starting Thursday, tomorrow, there is an event that I've always wanted to go to. I don't think I'll have a chance to go to tomorrow, but the McNay is bringing back its second Thursday event. So every second Thursday of the month, everybody's invited to go hang out on the lawn. There's food trucks, music, just like enjoy the weather. And I think the weather's going to be perfect tomorrow for that. And that hasn't happened in more than two years because of the pandemic. So if you want to just get out and enjoy the awesome weather, bring a blanket, bring your furry little friends and your other friends, tomorrow's the perfect chance to do it. Well, I'll tell you what, Maddie, there's something else you missed. Because Uh-oh. on Friday, oh. there's a big party at Slackers in the medical center. And uh, the Blitz will be there from 4 to 7. Somebody is okay. returning to radio and they're throwing him a party and it's going to be crazy at Slackers and the medical center. So, you know, probably a tweet. I don't know. A, a story. Drive, drive I'm to the saying. north side. We're going to have some fun, although we're debating on what we're going to do. But Joe brought in a bunch of ties. Now, granted, I think they were all the ones from the 90s, but he still has them. <laughs> but we're going to destroy these ties. We thought about burning them, but then, you know, the fire marshal or the um, chief hood probably wouldn't like that. Then we were going right. to cut them off of his neck. But then Joe doesn't really want a bunch of people having drinks and then getting scissors near his face. Right. But we're going to do something okay. with the shred all these ties that Joe has. So it's your return to radio, your your TV retirement party? Is that what this is? Well, it's a return to radio. We've already done a TV retirement thing, so now it's the return to radio. It's just a reason for us to go party. Yeah, I started in radio before TV, and so I'm back in radio now. Okay, return to radio. Yeah. I would love to see a Matty Sky sighting at this big, (laughs) big, huge party. I mean, it's the social event of the year, I think. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? <laughs> Four to seven and beyond. Okay. On Friday. <laughs> it's a large window opening for you. Medical medical center. Medical center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody says we should raffle those ties for charity. Nobody wants these ones. Um, but, I, probably but, not. But they're all going to have prizes in them. So if you get a chance to cut or destroy one of these ties, there there might be a prize associated with it. Like Kevin Hart tickets. Yes, or Taste of the Northside tickets. That, too. Right? But we haven't, yeah, neither one, Joe and I don't come to work early enough to go to the meeting, so we really don't have any <laughs> idea of what promotions is actually going to do with these ties. Wow. Not yet. We, we haven't been told yet <laughs> how people know. are going to win. He just had to clean out his closet, and he did. He, he was to told to bring bad. five ties, and he brought 50. I, and I've got about 50 more, too. So if we need more, I can go get more. Because I have sworn off ties unless I absolutely have to wear one ever again the rest of my life, Maddie. Okay, that's just, yeah, I agree with that. That's how I feel about, like, dress clothes. I don't ever want to wear dress clothes again. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I, I've got one. My wedding and funeral. The same thing. Um, <laughs> it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, I'll, the same tie or, yeah. <laughs> or wedding and a funeral are the same thing? What are you talking Take about? Take it how you want. Oh, my I, gosh. I got, I got one sport coat, I got one tie, and I got one kind of dress button-up shirt thing. I'm glad Joanna's still at work. <laughs> you be in big trouble, buddy. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> and they all have to match with his blue shirt. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Although yeah. I think the dress shirt's kind of white. It's a white shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah? I hope it still fits. It's been a while since I've had to wear it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for allowing me the uh, shameful self-promotion there, Maddie. That was awesome. Oh, 
You're welcome. I hope everybody goes to your party. Appreciate it. We'll see you Friday, Maddie. That was awesome. That's a way to get that's a way to get a commitment. Of course. Maddie Sky from the San Antonio Express News, the food and culture editor, where she joins us every Wednesday at four thirty to talk about what's going on in our great city. Spurs do play tonight. We'll talk about that coming up. Marcus Trufant, uh former Seattle Seahawk legend, will join us at five o'clock. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I'm Jason Minix. He's Joe Reinagle on Twitter at Joe Reinagle 210. Tweet at me at Jason Minix. Wednesday, so tomorrow we'll give away a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market, Grilling with the Blitz. If you've done some grilling over the last week or so, upload a photo of what's been on your grill at sasportstar.com, and tomorrow you could get yourself a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. And 50 bucks goes a long way at Tri-County. It does. It really does, and they've got a lot of great stuff over there. So get it uploaded and, and win a prize. I like giving stuff away. And that's what we do. Now, we've got a fairly short show today. We're out in about 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Really? 530. Yeah. We've got some ACC basketball coming okay. up. It's early release day because, you know, the Cody's having a birthday party tonight. I wanted to go. Yeah. Pop might set a record tonight. He might. Let's talk about uh, defense. <laughs> Why now, Pop? Uh, but, but yeah, so, I mean, you look at, at, at Spurs playing tonight. Should be an interesting game against the Toronto Raptors, and it could be an historic night. Could be. Looking forward to going down to the AT and T Center. I, I was a little surprised when I started thinking about it. This will be the first game I've gone to this year. Wow. Well, you know things are different though, so I, you know nobody should take that as as a bad thing because things are a little bit different because there, there's still no locker room access, mm-hmm. right? Everything is done on Zoom when it's pre or post game, so. Um, you know, for us back when I was a TV guy, I mean, that was, we didn't send a camera down there anymore because there was really no reason to. And the game's on TV and, uh, Zoom calls are the, are post game. Well, so. and, and I think the other part of it is generally, you know, I'll go to a couple games a year with tickets. Haven't done that yet. Uh, offered tickets one night, pledge went, um, had a great time. I, I, it is just weird how the schedule has been. The games that I've wanted to go to or thought I could go to, I've had other things going on. And yep. quite frankly, the first part of the year, when I was working from home, I wasn't going to leave the kitchen at 7 o'clock and try to get to the AT&T Center. And since we've been back in the office, you look at the schedule, then they were gone on the rodeo road trip. But really, I, I know it sounds weird. We're this deep in the season. This is the first game that's like... All the stars of a line that says go to the game, and it's it's going to be an historic one. Well, and 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 I hope it is. It, it's not going to be an easy win, though. Although everybody's back, Devin Vassell is back, uh, Lonnie Walker is back tonight. They didn't play in the last game, so Toronto's you know playing pretty well. I think uh, Van Fleet is back tonight for Toronto. So, um, and he's the guy that said f pop. He did to Kawhi Leonard uh-huh. during the parade. That's right. So it would be nice to have him on the court while Pop sets the record and. Gives him half a peace sign waving goodbye. Yeah, that'd be that would be wonderful, and I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, so it ought to be it ought to be a lot of fun. It's a good one to uh, to go down and see. When he tied Don Nelson's record for regular season wins after the game, 
quick post game with Pop. Nobody, right. nobody got a question in about tying the record. Today at shoot around, Lonnie Walker was asked if Pop will get a Gatorade bath if he sets the record tonight. And Lonnie said, quote, we just might have to. And then according to a tweet from Tom Morrisborn, Jeff McDonald from the Express News said uh, someone would get fined if that happens. And Lonnie replied, well, put it on DJ's tab. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure DJ wouldn't mind that. No. He'd but, probably pay that. But I appreciate the players that are on this team understanding the moment. Sure. Understanding the significance. Even though Pop hasn't really addressed it, maybe after he sets the record for regular season wins and getting he'll, he'll offer up his own perspective but you could tell in hearing what the players had to say today during shoot around they understand the significance of what is going to happen whether it's tonight or at some point before the end of this year you know i, I thought it was a little crappy of espn nationally on the little ticker when they beat the lakers the other night they had something on the scroll that they uh Failed the first four times he had a chance to tie the record. Right. I didn't think that was overly necessary. But, you know, so how many, how many, now that it's tied, how many games will it take for him to actually break the record? And hopefully it's tonight and we're done with this. Well, I hope we are done because after this, you've got the Utah Jazz coming into town and that's not going to be easy. So hopefully they get it done tonight, get it over with. I'm with you. But, you know, the players, they realize who they're playing for. Absolutely. They, they talk about it all the time, and they understand the legacy that Pop has and what kind of a coach he is and what he's done. So they understand that. They're following him, and they would like nothing more than to win this ball game tonight and get it done for, for Greg Popovich because they love the guy. They do, and, and I look at Toronto, the significance of tonight with Pop, Coyote's birthday, sure. I just hope that the building is... Is full. I don't want to go tonight and see thirteen thousand and announced thirteen thousand. Right. And like the other night for the Lakers, people that were there said it was full, maybe in the upper level. But what I was watching on TV saw a lot of those same empty seats that we've been seeing all year. I hope that the fans at least are showing up for what could be a very historical night. Well, apparently, now I haven't checked this out or confirmed it, but we got a. Uh a deal on our Facebook Live here earlier. It is Facebook Live, right? Sure. Or YouTube. YouTube. Or YouTube. It's amazing where people listen. One of the two yeah. saying that uh, he checked and there were some tickets available in the upper deck for 16 bucks. So if you need something to do, maybe you check that out. And if it's 16 bucks, why not go down there? And what was Carolina Teague said? She spent 300 for upper levels yeah, that for was the Lakers for game? King James, though, yeah. and they didn't even play. Yeah, 16 sounds a whole lot better. Sure does. Marcus True Font. Seattle Seahawks legend will join us next to talk about the aftermath of Russell Wilson getting traded and Bobby Wagner getting released. Joe Reinager, Jason Minnicks, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnicks. March Madness generally think basketball but the nfl they're <laughs> taking over that one and it was yesterday with what the seattle seahawks did yesterday in trading away russell wilson and then releasing bobby wagner so you think about that news and you go seattle what are they doing 
<laughs> what are they doing? We've got the guy that knows, maybe. Absolutely. Uh, got so some insight you there, reach for out sure. To a friend of the show, a Seahawk legend, Marcus Trufant, joining us now on the Blitz. Marcus, when you heard the news yesterday that it actually happened, what was your initial reaction on the trade of Russ to Denver? My initial reaction, of course, was the open mouth and kind of like the jaw dropping. Um, thought that you thought that there was always this talk, right, that Russell Wilson would never leave us and this would never happen. And I think uh, that goes for a lot of the 12s around the community. And the 12s, I mean the 12th man. I don't know if you guys know about Seahawks fans out here, but that's how we get down. You know, Marcus, (laughs) in in this part of the country, the Aggies that are listening believe you guys stole the 12s from them because A&M is known for the 12th man. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) (laughs) You know, why do you think Russell ultimately wanted that trade? Did he see the writing on the wall? Are the Seahawks not going to be so good over the next couple of years? Or was he just tired? Was there a bad taste? Have Have you heard anything as to why he wanted to make that move? I haven't heard exactly, man, but I know from my point of view, I think it's maybe just taking a chance. You know, Russell is very, um, very, very intentional, right? And everything that he does, he he has a great team around him. His uh, wife and his kids, everything he does, it's like a method to the madness. So that's probably what it is. I know Russ is at this superstar status, and I don't know if he felt like, he was maybe capped out in Seattle, right? And he wants to do some other things, and he wants to branch out maybe um, off of the field. And I think that could be a big part of it. You know, as we visit with Marcus Trufant here on the Blitz, we saw you a couple of weeks ago in L.A. on Super Bowl Radio Row. And, you know, you, you talk a little bit about the idea that Russ would get traded and, and like Aaron Rodgers, and it's just rare that a superstar quarterback actually does move. And so they announced the trade, and I thought, quite frankly, Seattle got a nice haul in return for a player like Russell Wilson, which sets the, I think, kind of the the bar, if you will, on the Deshaun Watson trade once his legal mess gets taken care of. You know, there's going to be plenty of people lining up for Deshaun Watson. Do you think Seattle is going to be in play for Deshaun once the legal stuff gets taken care of? I think with Pete Carroll and John Snyder, um, you have to be, be in a frame of mind that you can never say never, right? Just like we thought the Russell Wilson trade was never going to happen. It happened. These guys are known for doing things um, and thinking outside of the box and doing things that people may not deem as being um, right, but they've been winning, right? If you talk about gambling, they're, 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 um, their odds have been pretty good, right? So, I would not put that past Pete and John, but again, you never know. I guess I'm straddling the fence right there, but (laughs) Pete and John do a lot of creative stuff, and they've been winning. Um, They kind of got that magic, right? And you never really know, and they do things outside of the box, take people in later rounds and do certain things, and these guys become uh, stars. And that's what they really kind of – built their success on. Well, you know, Marcus, when you look at this thing, and as, as sad as Seahawk fans are to see Russell Wilson go, I mean, they got a pretty good haul in return, some some things that they can certainly work with moving forward. I would totally agree with that. Um, some people 
in this community will say that it looks like they, uh, in theory, traded Jamal Adams for Russ because they're trying to get these first-round picks back. Mm-hmm. But they did get these first-round picks back, but um, that's kind of like a jokey thing. It's kind of like a meme that I've seen floating around. But they did get a pretty big load, man, with the first-round picks. They got the second-round pick, a fifth. They got a couple good young players. So um, I think it's a good building block to to start this rebuild thing, right? And I don't know if anybody has said that officially, but um, it kind of looks like that's the direction they're going on this rebuild thing. I got to wait and see um, what they do at the quarterback position if they're going to draft or if they're going to pick up an older guy that's already doing his thing. But um, but only time will tell. Now that said, I, I mean, do you do you and I agree, Marcus, that uh, Drew Locke is not the quarterback <laughs> answer that did come over in the trade? <laughs> You're not going to get me to get on <laughs> the radio and say that, but I would say uh, Drew Locke is probably a good um, secondary option if things hit the fan. But um, I think. Drew Locke is a good part of the package, man. I think it works. Yeah, I think, Marcus, I think politics is in your future. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great non-answer. Like Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and the other big news out of Seattle is, uh, is Bobby Wagner being released after 10 years with the Seahawks. That had to, uh, I don't know if it's surprising because it, it seems like teams now, you know, the, the loyalty, I guess, is just not there anymore, and it's all about saving some bucks on the salary cap. Right, man. Um, at this one with Bobby Wagner, for me personally, this uh, hurt. You see a guy that's been here for a long time and a guy that's been doing it at a high level um, for a long time. I miss the consistency, um, pro bowls and all pros, and just miss to tackle everything, right? So it's, it's tough. It's a tough deal. But this business of football, man, um, that's really what it is. They try – to make you feel old um, as soon as you hit the 30s, right? But Bobby has a lot of good football left in him. I put him in the right situation. I think he continues um, to be Bobby, right? But just for the business side of it for the Seahawks, um, I guess supposedly it didn't work. All right, Marcus, I I, got to ask, with, you know, how it works down here, and I'm sure it's the same in Seattle. You see a big name get released, and you go, Cowboys. <laughs> how, how, how is that going to affect the Cowboys, right? But you look at Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, and his relationship with Bobby Wagner. There obviously is some love between the two. If the Cowboys can get the dollars to work out, would the Cowboys be getting in 2022 a Bobby Wagner that we expect or – has he lost some? And, and you're a defensive player. You you know this guy well. What Bobby Wagner would the Cowboys be getting if he were to land in Dallas? If Bobby Wagner was to go to Dallas, I think they get a heck of a football player, player a, a heck of a leader, and an awesome guy off the field that does a ton of work in the community. So um, they would be getting a special player. I'm not – sure if that's in the works yet i know in theory that sounds good if you get your old d coordinator and you can make things happen right i kind of had the same situation my last couple of years i tried to go to jacksonville uh chasing gus bradley 
I was old. I was slowed down a little bit, and I got released training camp. But um, Bobby is still a baller, man. I think he has a lot of life left. Um, and um, just like you said, if he went to the Cowboys, I think it would be a special situation. So you know, either way, Bobby Wagner's not going to be unemployed long. I, I think we can all agree to that, don't you think? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I mean, I'm looking at his stats from last year. I mean, the guy has played three straight years every game. Last year he did play in, in, in 16. Um, I'm looking at 170 combined tackles, 93 solo, uh, 77 assists. I mean, those are better numbers than in 2020. And, you know, when I'm trying to read all the different things on Bobby Wagner, I say, well, he's lost a step. He's not the same player. And maybe he's at that level. And I remember when the Cowboys let DeMarcus Ware go, or, you know, they're in the deal right now with DeMarcus Lawrence. Uh, but that's more about dollars than production or dollars equaling production. With Bobby Wagner, did his dollars equal their production, or was it just time for Seattle to move on? Uh, man, that's hard to say. I think you can make anything work if you really wanted to make it work, right? There's a lot of money out there. There's different options. And I talked about Pete and John earlier. Um, they're the masters of making the unthinkable happen and to make things work so i just don't think it fit the business and with the release of or, or the uh trade of breath i think that played a big role if you think about okay if we're going to scrap this thing and we're going to start over we might as well really scrap this thing and start over so um for me that's kind of what i was thinking but again if you talked about bobby's numbers man and this dude is still doing it at a high level so how can you say he's lost a step I know that he's getting older, but you put him in the right situation, and an old dog can really it, it, go out there and then it be a dog, right? So Cowboys. I think be, yeah. I, I'll, I and think look, got to be the right situation. He's gonna ball, man. Uh, Mar Marcus, he's lost a step, man. The stats are in there. I mean, he he was a second team All Pro this year, which ended his streak of five years of being first team All Pro. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, if he goes to Dallas, hoping play offensive line because that's Stop. that's what they need. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, Marcus, you got to put on your your analyst hat here for me because we see well, obviously the trade with Russell Wilson, and you see um, Aaron Rodgers with a huge contract to stay in Green Bay. Carson Wentz now just traded to the Washington Commanders. This quarterback shuffle thing, man, is pretty exciting, don't you think? The quarterback shuffle thing, um, very exciting for, for um, fans and for probably for coaches and GMs, et cetera, not as exciting, probably very stressful. But um, it, this is a part of the business, right, man? And the quarterback position is very important, um, not just for um, being in charge and being a, a coach on the field pretty much, right? This is the, the person you put in charge of your franchise. As your quarterback goes, they're supposed to be the leader. Everybody's kind of supposed to follow that example and then really make things happen. So um, I just think it's very interesting that um, that is going down like this, man. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers would be in Green Bay. I thought that was going to be kind of different because every year it's like it, – it, you talk about this, it seems like he's going to leave, but I guess when you throw the bag at him like that <laughs> – it pretty much gave my offer. He couldn't refuse. Uh, I couldn't refuse. But yeah, this this quarterback thing is very, um, very 
different, but I think it's going to be good for football. Marcus Trufant joining us here on the Blitz, Seattle Seahawk legend. What I just heard you say is what I've said many times. I want an NFL player, a veteran, to, to verify. When a player says it's not about the money, ultimately, when it's all said and done, it's about the money. <laughs> it's always about the money. I don't care what anybody says. It's always about the money. <laughs> you know, that, that said, and it's, it's about the money both ways. In the business side of football, you know, fans can get mad at players. They can get mad at teams. Players holding out for their contract. At some point as a player, you've got to try to go get yours. And then sometimes you've got yours, and and then all of a sudden you've got so much the team lets you go. The loyalty, it's not a two-way street. Take us inside the mindset of an NFL player this time of year where you know, you might see a teammate trade, you might see a teammate get cut because they make too much money, and Dallas Amari Cooper is going through it, Demarcus Lawrence, and it's all over the league like that. Give us the mindset of an NFL player when you're, you watch your team changing because of the contract. Right, man. It's one of those things, like, I mean, as far as playing defense, you it could have a couple good plays, and you can live in that moment for a short while because the next play could be a touchdown over your head. You always got to be even. And you, if you build these relationships with different guys on the team, and you build this locker room bond, but you know that that is temporary, right? It's not always going to be like this, and that's how you kind of got to navigate. You're all in. You're you're invested, of course, while you're there. You're invested in the relationship. You're invested in the locker room. You're invested on the uh, team, but you know that that could be gone tomorrow, so you kind of just live by this, and it's a day-by-day thing. It's scary. It's uncomfortable, but... It's the life that we live, and um, tough. And that's why players always try to get it up front. I want to get this much guaranteed. I want my contract to be guaranteed. I want to hold out. I want to do this and that. And a lot of fans, it's hard for them to understand that. Absolutely. But as we've seen, and especially it seems like as we go forward in the NFL, I mean, the business of business has really taken over, and there just doesn't – there is no loyalty. Was there ever, Marcus, in in your time playing football – where there was a loyalty thing to a team or um, or the team to the player, anything like that? I feel like the loyalty was there, but loyalty does not uh, trump business. It's always going to be business first. And, you know, when some teams or some coaches or somebody, in the, uh, somebody upstairs says that my hands are tied, Sometimes that's really the situation, right? Because the loyalty can only go so far, but it will never trump the business. Come back to the dollar. That's both it. Both ways. Marcus Trufant, Seattle Seahawk legend, friend of the show. Appreciate you jumping on because, man, Seattle, in a kind of a negative way, the eye of the sports world is on there going, I can't believe they did that. And then they, they followed it up with Wagner. And if I'm DK Metcalf and he put out on social, man, this one hurt. I, yeah. I know my wife's from Seattle. My, my family that lives up in that area, they're distraught right now. It's, it's incredible <laughs> what's going on in Seattle. It's a little crazy right now. I guess the good thing about today is that the sun is out. It's not raining here, so we're doing okay. Well, when Deshaun Watson's playing quarterback next year, everything's going to be okay. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. Marcus, man, appreciate you jumping on with us, man. Have the great, a great rest of your day.
Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Marcus Trufant. Love that guy, man. Good dude. He is a good dude. It, you know, it was great meeting him on Radio Row and just being able to talk to him even off the air. Uh, just, a, just a good dude. Good guy. You know, the... the the business side of football and yeah. you know when you know we go to the super bowls you you, you get to know some of these guys like Legarrette blunt's going to yeah. join us tomorrow is you know talking about the business side of football because i do think as fans we don't get it you know i mean we're like oh let's get this guy let's get that guy and but how does the what is the agent telling you you know what is you know like amari cooper is he getting screwed over right now by the dallas cowboys because you know, quite frankly, they could release him today if they're going to release him, and he would get a jump start on free agency. If they wait until the last possible minute before that guaranteed money kicks in on the fifth day of the league year, well, other teams might have spent money because, well, what if the Cowboys, you know, a team's not going to wait because the Cowboys could still ultimately make a trade or decide they found some money under the cushion and decide to keep him or he comes in and says let's rework my deal because i love being in dallas could be he put on social media today that he's looking for a headphone maker in dallas <laughs> well you know but a lot of guys if they get traded away or released and go play somewhere else they still make their home mm -hmm. in the place that they want so i mean aaron Rodgers, for example building a house in nashville which got everybody all stirred up there so um, it was one of the teams. It well, apparently it didn't have and, to, Instead, and, you know, you saw what the Titans did today. No, what did they do today? I haven't seen it. What oh, happened? Oh, no. Break they, this they, news. Oh, they, they re-signed Logan Woodside to be the backup quarterback oh, to Ryan Tannehill. That's <laughs> terrific. I'm still holding out hope that that uh, won't happen. I thought you meant the Harold Landry extension. Well, well, I saw that too. too but yeah, I, was I saw that. I didn't see anything on uh, on Woodside. It was so. on his Instagram. <laughs> oh well, that's good. Well, good for him. I'm glad he's there. That's fine and. Uh, but w yeah, the Titans need to do something about Tannehill. What are their options? I well, I look at all these quarterbacks that are out there. Well, honestly, with the quarterbacks that are out there, and the big news today is Washington's uh, WTF today was trading for Carson Wentz, right? Which really earns a WTF. Well, I mean, <laughs> it really I, does. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm a little bit different on this deal because what they're going to get in return, unless they somehow pull off a miracle and get Watson, they're going to get the same guy in Trubisky or Garoppolo. So, I mean, it's a wash. What about a Jameis Winston? Same thing. I, do you trust Jameis Winston? I, uh, for, I'm not going to pay Jameis Winston $28 million. You're well, not going to pay and you're Mitchell Trubisky $28 million. Are you going to win? Well, but are you going to win with the $28 million Commander Carson? I, I no. Think, I think you need some... You need some you know, history. You, you got. You can't change quarterbacks every year and expect to win. You, you are right. There is a lot of history of Carson Wentz losing in the NFC East. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of hit. Welcome back, Carson. Yeah, you like that. I get I, that, I and love, that's fine. I love this move. I just don't understand Ron Rivera and the Washington Brain Trust <laughs> making the move today. They didn't have to make this move today. Maybe they were there, did. Uh, were there other things that they could have explored? Maybe. Maybe they did, did explore. Did, did they upgrade over over Heineke? I, I mean, Heineke hasn't been bad. Yeah, but he hasn't been good enough. You still uh, have he, to... He you got still, that team into the playoffs you still, the other year, oh. two years ago. Uh, Heineke. <laughs> isn't that his name, right? Heineke, right? You're, you're looking at me funny like I'm saying Heineke, it wrong. Yes, right? Heineke, yes. No. 
I'm right. thinking you're nuts is why, uh, well, because whether you, however you say his he name. He got them into the playoffs, and they played Tampa Bay better than anybody else in that postseason, and Tampa Bay went on and won the Super Bowl. That's because that Washington defense was solid. Again. And they were supposed to be solid this year, but they wet the bed. He's probably okay? making $2.8 million. Now you're going to pay Carson Wentz $28 million for the same thing. Because when you look at it, we, 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 we fail to remember. Uh-huh. This guy was a number two pick. Yeah, second to Jared Goff, and he's been number two. Well, he, outside he, of his first year, he has been, but injuries have caused the problem. Look, why not take that gamble? Why not? You've got one year. Yeah, you're going to pay him through the nose, but you're probably going to pay all these other guys too. If he doesn't work out, he he gets he's gone, I, I, released, and his career is probably over. And this might be his last opportunity to it be a starter be. in this league. I look at like Mitchell Trubisky. All of a sudden, he is. A hot commodity. Why? Because there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there, for one. Mitchell held a clipboard like a champ behind Josh Allen in Buffalo. The draft is thin at quarterbacks. And I think most would agree Trubisky never really had a chance in Chicago. Chicago's been horrible for a long time. But there, since Sid Luckman, they haven't had a quarterback, right? <laughs> so when you look at at Trubisky... Yeah, his name is floating around because it, 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 there's not a lot of great options. So why not? That's why I don't understand why you would trade for Carson Wentz when the one guy that believed in him, Frank Reich, let him go after one year. Maybe, just maybe, Ron Rivera is the problem. He's a defensive guy. He wants a dink and dunk quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right, a Kirk Cousins, for example, or maybe a Garoppolo who would be good there. Maybe they, maybe they just don't want to play for a guy like that. That is a possibility, sure. and that may be why Russell Wilson didn't have any interest in going there. So it could be the head coach and the system they have in place. Now, when you look at Carson Wentz, he has no choice. He has to go. He was traded, and maybe that was their best option. And if that if Carson Wentz is your best option, and he's getting hated all over the place out here, and I get that. Commander Carson. But you know what? I'm going to give the guy a chance, and when he goes into Dallas and whacks the Cowboys, I'm going to laugh in your face. Please do. Please do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, give me, the, give me the, the, the commercial that I hear a lot about shredding ties. Give me that laugh. Give, you that. G- g- give, me, give me that laugh. Here, here, here's the funny part <laughs> about it. all of this. Not only does he have to play Philadelphia twice, yeah. the Commanders go to Indianapolis next year. Yeah, they so. do. <laughs> That's going to be I, interesting. The, the NFL schedule next year. Because, you know, that and Denver plays in Seattle. That's crazy. That happens once every yeah, eight years. Right. And it's going to happen this That's year. That's great. Must see TV. That is going to be incredible. Probably going to be one of those, I don't know, ESPN Monday night games with Troy Aikman Probably, and Joe Buck. right, yeah. That, that's how that needs to uh, play into it and work out. We are going to be out at Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar Friday, the medical center location, to shred Joe's ties. Give me the laugh. Big party. Give me the laugh. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That That's on Friday. That's the plan, Jason. Well, that's good. <laughs> Who writes that stuff? I don't know. Oh, man. But we're out early today. That's good. We, we, we are. Welcome to Radio Life. You don't have to run to a TV station. I don't. It's tournament time. We've got some ACC tournament action coming up for you from ESPN Radio Clemson and Virginia Tech, followed up by Louisville against Virginia. I just pray that those games are better than the one I was watching earlier today where Syracuse won by like 150. 
Yeah, was, you never know. This should be a good good a, matchup. A brutal game. Tomorrow, 7 o'clock, R&R in the morning. Hopefully they're talking about Pop setting the record with a big Spurs win tonight.